Hi everyone and welcome to the Don't Wait Up podcast. If you're new here, we're going to start in our usual way with a breathing exercise, but if you'd like to jump straight into the interview then you can skip ahead to 5 minutes 30. If you're sticking around, we hope you enjoy the following meditation brought to you by our very own Karen. Thank you so much for tuning in and we hope you enjoy. Welcome to this Don't Wait Up meditation. I invite you to get comfortable wherever you may be. Close your eyes and take a minute to connect to your breath. We're going to do a cycle of breaths, breathing in for four, out for four. And on the final round, we're going to hold our breath for 15 seconds. If we just follow my flow, breathing in, and release. Breathing in. and release on this third round going to hold our breath at the end of release breathing in and release and hold your breath Taking a breath in, I invite you to place one hand on your heart, one hand on your torso, just connecting to yourself, having a moment to check in with your body. On each inhale, I'd like to invite you to breathe in a colour can be any colour you like that you're drawn to. Mine is currently gold. Breathing in, sending that colour around your skull. And releasing any negativity on your out breath. On the next inhale, sending that breath down your spine. And release. Sending that breath around your shoulder blades and down your arms. Allowing the light to vibrate within you. Sending that breath around the hips. Down your legs to your feet. 
sending that light down your arms and out through your fingers. Feeling good, releasing any thoughts that come your way. Just staying connected to your breath and to the present moment right now. You're feeling relaxed and energized. Positive and powerful. Sending love and energy and gratitude to our body, our mind. Taking one last deep inhale. And release. And when you're ready, I invite you to open your eyes and come back into the room. Hello and welcome to the Don't Wake Up podcast. You are listening to Karen and today's guest is Robert Campbell Coombs. Welcome. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) Hi, Robert. So I've known Robert for many years I think we were just saying it was around six and a half years something like that yep definitely about yeah. that 100 <laughs> percent. and Robert you are you're uh, I can't speak you're an actor and a writer Is that yes that? I am indeed yes anything else to add to your um when I was young I, I'll, I'll claim it but uh, I'll say dancer um uh, certain types of dancing uh more contemporary but definitely yeah i'll claim that dancer as well <laughs> love it okay we're going to start off with a quick fire round questions are you ready okay. i'm ready <laughs> film stage or tv oh um ah stage i love film but stage okay yes <laughs> 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 Last film you cried to? Um, no, I did cry at something recently. Dumbo? Oh my god, Dumbo. I watched the new Dumbo and I cried. Oh my god, when their the mum is getting taken away from Dumbo, oh my god, it is the worst thing in the world. <laughs> so that, that was quite traumatic for me. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Um, best song that gets you pumped? Um, the new Lady Gaga song um, with what is it called Rain On Me because it's about um, it gets me pumped in a weird way so um, even though when I watched the interview with Lady Gaga she was basically saying that uh, it's a metaphor Rain On Me is about being sober um, and um, the the rain that's coming down there is all the, the stresses of life that and she's like, I'd rather be dry. Um, and it's like, it's just a really nice concept. Like, and it gets me pumped because it's like, 
we all have stuff to deal with on a daily basis, but the beat behind it is just like power on, get through it, get going, and keep positive, even if you've got the the worst day in the world. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) So that gets me pumped. (laughs) Best song that you like to chill to? Um, There's a few. I'd say Britney Spears every time. I haven't heard that in a very long time. What a throwback. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Britney. Um, cheese and wine or beer and crisps? Cheese and wine. That was easy. <laughs> <laughs> Some people saying um, uh, wine and crisps if they could. And I was like, oh, yeah. I can see I can see why that because you can get multiple flavors and you can you can get any choice and it's savory. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Um, last book you read? I've got it with me. What? <laughs> <laughs> up in front of the screen. Can you read, read it aloud for our podcasters? <laughs> yes, it is. Um, ask and it will be given. Um, and it's uh, by Dr. Wayne W. Dyer. Um, and it's about learning to manifest your desires and achieving your your ultimate success, essentially, whatever that may be to that individual. Yeah, I listen it's, to it's his stuff on um, YouTube all the time. <laughs> it's so good, though. Like, you should definitely... I, I should start actually listening to some of his stuff as well because it is... This is the teachings of Abraham. The book's about the teachings of Abraham. I don't know if he speaks about that, um, but in the book, it's it's so good. It's so educational. It touches on some sort of religion kind of aspects, but apart from that, like even if you're not religious, it's still worth a read. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Well, thank you. Um, if you had to watch one film or TV show for the rest of your life, what would it be? Right. So I, I actually thought about this right because. There's two that I get really thrown with, but there's a new programme that I've just invested in, I think, because it's an insight to every single character and their personal lives, but it's also a lot of dramas happening, but it's entertainment um, with the jobs that they have, and it's called 9-1-1. And it's an American series, uh, and I've hunted everywhere to try and get it, so I have to actually pay to get it on Amazon. (laughs) So I'm just like, I need to watch this. Um, so that is never boring, actually. So I've, I've, I'm hooked on that at the moment. So I definitely could watch that. And that's on Amazon Prime? You have to pay for it. Um, but yeah. yeah. I'm going to watch it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> One place you would love to work in? I'd like to be a surgeon. I'd like to work in a theatre. Uh, I think it'd be really weird, like seeing someone out cold but opened up. It's very graphic, but yeah, that's. <laughs> but you're fixing them at the same time, so it's all good. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, describe yourself in three words. Kane. Goofy. And caring. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. 
<laughs> awesome. Thank you. Well, you survived the quick fire round and that was quick. Nice. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so let's jump right in. What yeah. made you want to go into acting? Um, when I was very young, it would, uh, like, we'd done a, a talent contest every year. Um, and mine was a dance competition. So, um, and I didn't even know what I wanted to do. I just wanted to be on that stage, living my best life. <laughs> um, and it was to Britney Spears stronger. Um, and I didn't win, obviously, but that's not the point. It's not about winning all the time. It's about just doing what you love doing. Um, and it was the moment of when we were up the final three, I came in second and everybody was clapping and screaming. Like, and it was just that energy from the, the audience that I just felt, I actually know where I belong. I fit in, I click into this air. Because for a long time, I struggled. I felt like an outsider, like no one understood me. And I felt like that was the moment, the pinnacle point. I didn't know what form of arts that I was going to go down like in terms of that but I was like I definitely need to be on a stage regarding what it is I don't know but I need to be on a stage. <laughs> so I'm curious are you would you class yourself as an introvert extrovert or ambivert? Ambivert is both. Um, ambivert um, depending on so if I was to go to a club I would be extrovert um, ambivert would be well not uh, extrovert I would be situations would be when I'm on stage or when I'm surrounded by people I need to impress mm -hmm. I've got this I give her so much confidence but really inside I'm an overthinker so I'll then be beating myself up for everything I've done but when I'm put into a mass group of people I hate like it's overwhelming <laughs> That's, I was just curious. <laughs> um, what has your journey been like so far in acting? Uh, it's had its up and downs. Like uh, I've had many successes um, when I was a child, and I'm so grateful for that opportunity. Um, but I feel that every artist, regarding whether it be singing, acting, dancing, whatever, yeah, you would go through your up and downs. And I feel that it's where we, we learn as, as people. Um, so I was faced with getting a lot of success. And one of my challenges was being dyslexic, actually, um, at the start of my career. Uh, and I would be going for countless editions and I'd be told constantly that you're not quite fitting what we want. And I asked my agent, I was like, why is this happening to me? Um, and she said, the feedback is that you can't read. Um, so I'm stumbling over my words, I'm making up words, uh, and I, I'm like, right, okay. So there was an opportunity for me, which was one of my first jobs, actually, which was uh, a still game um, part, uh, one episode, but it was, they put me up for this role, and I, they, again, they really struggled for me to fit into that role. So I begged them, I was just like, please, like, I was like, just give me time. I was like, verbally learn the lines with me, and then I will, I will show you that I can do it. Um, and the, she wasn't even a producer, I think she was the runner actually. She took me aside and she actually wrote over the script. And then actually they asked me to play another part, even though I auditioned for a different part. Um, and my agent was over the moon and she says, that's determination and that's what got you in the door essentially to get the part. And I was like, that's great. 
Um, so for me, I think that was my biggest challenge. Once I overcame that, I was then comparing myself with others constantly. Um, and then I would get all my success and all the wee jobs that I was getting. And then when I hit 18, nothing. Absolutely nothing. No one wanted me. I felt rejected. I was questioning my own worth and I felt I had to take a break. So I took a break and worked on my mental health, worked on myself, and I think that's very important for anybody. Um, and now I'm back in the game and I'm doing many wonderful things uh, just because I've got the right mindset, which is important. So yeah. that was my story. <laughs> <laughs> story. It's all about the journey, right? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, what's what are your biggest lessons that you think the listeners could learn from? Um, be positive, be kind, mm-hmm. uh, treat other people with respect, even if you don't get on with them, respect them. Um, and if you are successful to land a job and it pays well, invest that money into something that gets you further in life or gives you a backup for when work dries up. Um, I was lucky enough to make a lot of money in a certain project um, and made the mistake of not investing that. Um, And that's something that I would say I regret. I try not to regret many things, but that is one thing that I do regret. So I would say, please don't squander your money. Keep it for a dry, rainy day Mm -hmm. or to keep you afloat when work dries up. Yeah. Because yeah. you're quite young then as well, right? So it's just all part of the learning process. Oh, yeah. And do you know what? I, I wouldn't change it. If I was to go back, I would not change it. Um, I just would have been able to have invested it into something that would give me more sustainability uh, in terms of the way I live at the current moment. So, But I'm thankful for everything and what, where I am and who I am right now. So. Yeah. yeah, I think as actors, we're constantly having to um, have our fingers in many pies. So you yeah. do writing as well, right? Or have you, yeah. what, can you talk a little bit about that? Um, so I had a dear friend who sadly passed away many years ago, um, and she was a scriptwriter for the BBC. And she said to me, Robert, you need to write your story. Um, and I was like, what? And she's like, write what you know, but write your story. And I was like, there's no way, um, about, um, I, I can't read, never mind write, and I would be putting myself down. And give it, what, 15 years later, uh, mm-hmm. I got the courage after working on myself and everything, and was like, do you know what, everyone has a story, and I believe that mine should be told, and I think it could help people. And it's about a journey of a young man who has been sexually abused, verbally abused, um, goes down a dark path, and tries to really navigate his way through all this while projecting to the world that he's an extrovert when he's not actually really an extrovert um, and people almost become idolized by him um, uh, and they want to become him and like they look up to him because he's getting success at such a young age when he's around certain people but that's not really the case because yeah he's getting some jobs that other people want but he's he's in a dark path and he's struggling internally and it's really how how we as a human break that down and come through the other end of it and achieve calmness stillness and be present um and 
like it's a really nice journey that the character goes on and I think it'll touch a lot of people especially men I think taking away that whole you you're not going to diminish your masculinity by being through something um, or having some traumatic experience and feeling something about that certain thing um, that doesn't make you less manly it's important that you are in touch with your feelings and you connect with that because it only makes you more lovable or likable and uh, you're able to then understand that individual because I don't think relationships can survive if one person's being closed off mm. um, and it's a constant battle if you can't communicate then you're basically doing yourself a disservice to that person you're in a relationship with whether it be friend, partner, whatever mm-hmm. uh, and family members and you're limiting yourself we're only on this earth from what I know my experience and my beliefs is one time only um, yeah. and you may as well make the goddamn most of it <laughs> so yeah <laughs> um, thank you for that um, since Covid has hit the earth <laughs> Where do you think it will be in six months or a year's time? Um, and regarding the industry or just in life? Um, both. Both. Uh, I would say as a community we have came together um, and you're seeing more people helping others and be more mindful of the elder. Mm-hmm. Uh, community and um, I think that's a nice thing um, at the same time the millennials um, of today uh, we're included in that slightly uh, on the cusp uh, um, uh, we have a habit unfortunately to maybe sometimes forget very quickly uh, because we're very absorbed into all this social media and entertainment devices and things like that um, but I hope that that doesn't happen. I hope that we remember this moment of COVID and how it's changed so many people's lives and how we conduct ourselves on a daily basis and how we respect other people's space and realise how unclean this planet actually is and how we can do something to make it better. Mm-hmm. Um, because the improvement of the waters uh, and the earth in general regarding climate change is rapidly changed just over the period of COVID um, because we are, we as humans are not destroying the earth <laughs> um, which is crazy um, so it's taking all that into consideration and in terms of industry um, and with human beings I think it's really taught people that the internet is a glorious thing at the same time because you can do so many things mm. you can connect with others you can shop you can um, uh, many things there's so many things I'm not good with the internet, but <laughs> um, but um, I believe that it's taught a different way of communicating. I feel as if in the industry as well, like there's going to be a lot more like Zoom additions. There's definitely going to be a lot more virtual kind of expectations. But I think there's a positive to that um, because a lot of actors and dancers, I know they want to be in the room, meeting with the casting director. And I do believe that there will be opportunities for the casting directors once they pencil people in yeah. and you're the, the top 10, you will get to meet that cast director. But just think of all the opportunities that you can then apply for something that is based in America. Mm-hmm. And you can then submit yourself, 
do that video, send it to them. If they like you enough, they will fly you out and you will be in that room. And that's the glorious thing about that. Like that's I'm looking forward to that if it would go that way. Because mm-hmm. um, it means it's opened up so many more opportunities for everybody. Absolutely. I was just watching a Instagram live with We Audition and Nancy Bishop casting. And mm-hmm. uh, they were also discussing the same thing about how the industry is going to move forwards with auditioning and casting, etc. And one point that was made was that during this time, there's been a lot of um, there's a lot of waste involved in casting in the sense of the traveling, um, paying for your car park, time, etc. And it's easier to self tape, but then you do lose that human connection of in the room. And I feel like um, I think Nancy was saying it may not be the second or third round that you will come into the room. It's when you um, get into the fourth or fifth round of casting that they invite you in, do the chemistry reads, etc. And I think it's probably a better way of doing it. So I don't know. It just makes more sense to me. Yeah, uh, I, and I do agree. Um, but for I'm all about personal connection, 100%. And, but there's so many positives to that. And I do agree that it's given a lot more people like ourselves who um, aren't globally known or and we, we aren't just getting offered roles that we, we can put ourselves in that position of, do you know what? I don't need to be in that city. I don't need to be in that country. I don't need to try and take time off my part-time job that is paying my bills to then get to you. Yeah. Um, and that hopefully will go in our favour as artists. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, do you have a skill that translates well across all industries? Well, darling, me of course <laughs> um, no, well I, <laughs> uh, I believe that we're all unique and I believe that we can all offer something so I do believe that just me being me uh, will translate all over <laughs> so I love that I can ask for anything more <laughs> who would you love to work with I would like to work with from an actor's point of view, mm-hmm. um, I would love for Angelina Jolie to direct me in something. Mm, I love that woman. I, um, she's very talented, but very underrated at the same time. I don't think people really like know how talented she actually is. Um, it, like she's got no limits and no boundaries and I love that like she will go the full hog she will get nitty and gritty into the detail and she won't be scared if someone doesn't like it and I I think that acting is all about breaking boundaries it's about getting out your comfort zone it's about experimenting it's about becoming something else believing in that and she's all about that and I would love for her to get me into that nitty gritty (laughs) yeah (laughs) Angeline, if you're listening, he's ready for you. So am I. <laughs> I'm ready for you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, if oh well, sorry, I just lost my flow. Um, if I'm there sorry. was one role that you would love to play, what would it be? Right. So this role isn't available. Okay, it's not been made yet, but I believe that it will be made in the future, and it's mine. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> Shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
do you watch X-Men? Yes. Yes. Well, I would just have to... Brian Singer, the director, he better be listening because <laughs> this part's mine. <laughs> um, but uh, Charles Xavier, uh, he has a son and he's a very complex character. Uh, so in the actual comic books, he's got a son and he's actually uh, got multiple personalities. Um, and I would just love to, one, work with James McAvoy, who plays that character. Um, and knowing he's Scottish and I'm a wee bit ginger, he's got a wee bit ginger on so we could definitely, basically, be father and son. Um, but that character is just, like, so intriguing to me because you get to play so many different characters in one character. Um, and I'm like, yes, I want to do that. <laughs> that would be perfect for you. Yeah, because I'm a bit mental, so it's all good. <laughs> my, and I like to let my crazy flow. <laughs> I should embrace it. A hundred percent. If you weren't acting, what would you be doing, Robert? Uh, going back to uh, what I previously said, actually, in one of your previous questions would be um, in a theatre room. I would like to be a surgeon or be a cosmetic dentist or something that can change someone's outlook on themselves or better them in a health manner would be good yeah mm -hmm. i see one of my um cousins actually she's training to be a nurse for i, I don't know i can't remember what the title is for um like to do fillers and stuff and i was like girl i'm gonna have you on speed <laughs> <laughs> Not that I need it. I mean, no, you're gorgeous. Not lovely. You don't need it. <laughs> I'm like, I've been eating so much cake and Rolo yogurts lately. I'm just self. Oh no, same. <laughs> I'm I'm concerned for my 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 health because I'm like I think I'm going to have diabetes by the time we're actually out of this lockdown properly. I was like, <laughs> I need to go to the doctor. So like, you need to cut down the sugar, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um. Oh no, we've reached our final question already. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, okay. Are you ready? Yes. I'm not. Okay. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> 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 what does success mean to you? That so you are in a job that you can wake up every morning and be in love with what you're doing and you don't ever regret having to get out of bed for it. And it pays your bills and feeds you. That's success to me. You don't have to be a millionaire. You just have to be able to pay your bills, feed yourself, and get up in the morning and love what you're doing. Okay, then you ain't working one day of the year. <laughs> Can I get an amen? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Thank you so much, Robert. This was wonderful. Thank you, Melissa. We'll have to bring you on again at some point. Ooh. If I was interested enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. You have been listening to Karen and um, I've been interviewing Robert Campbell Coombs. Did you want to share any of your socials? If 
Um, it is. I'm not amazing on socials, um, but I do have Twitter and I have Instagram, and it's I found Rob. I found Rob. Yes. Amazing, brilliant. So you I found myself. <laughs> yes, I love myself, hey. and I'm going to send my yes, and I'm going to send all my love to everyone else. <laughs> love you, Robert. Thank you so much. You've been amazing. Mwah. Have a wonderful. Thank you, my dear. You too. <laughs>